The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Hey everyone, welcome to the weekend edition of the Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad that you are here with us. This past week, DC Comics released issue number 700 of the popular Batman series. Batman may be one of the most popular characters in comicdom, right up there with Superman and Captain America and Spider-Man. Is, mm-hmm. right, would you say that the, the I wouldn't the even four? put Captain America in that. Yeah, well, Spider-Man. who would you put as the big four? Spider-Man, certainly. Superman, Batman. Mm-hmm. Who would be the fourth or mm-hmm. fifth character that are the most popular comic book characters? Wolverine? See, it depends to it, some degree. It, it, I think really is like, what are the comic book characters that people who don't read comic books would recognize? And if you're going that way, then I would say it's pr- possibly a toss up between Hulk and Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. you know, especially Wonder Woman, you know, like the hilarious thing that I've always found about Wonder Woman is that she. It's very difficult for her to hold her own title. People always write her in different ways. She, right. Like every DC hero, there's been three Wonder Women. Right. Um, and yet, she's one of the most iconic and recognizable characters because, uh, you know, as far as most people are concerned, she's the female Superman. She's the only female superhero out there yeah. that people recognize. Okay. Matthew, what do you think? Do you agree with that assessment? Mm, I would say, yeah, probably uh, if I were... If I were to say that there was a level, I would say that there's nobody on the level of Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. Really? Okay. There are others who, who you know, are, are second tiers. It basically, it's, it's my Vince McMahon analogy. Your Superman, your Batman, and your Spider-Man are the top tier guys. Those are your Hulk right. Hogan's, your Randy Savage's. Right. There are other guys who are notable. Crypt Keeper. But. Even when Iron Man came out a couple of years ago, people were like, who's this Iron Man guy? What's what's right. Iron Man's deal? I'm right. like, well, I, I, here I, you got I, that and the other thing. I really would have figured that Wolverine would have been up there. He's getting there, but not yet. Really? Okay. I can yeah, see, Wolverine I can, I can is, see is known. Involved. Wolverine is well known, but I feel like Wolverine hasn't yet, you know, reached the level where you can go and... You know, it, you don't see Wolverine, just random Wolverine branding on like a cell phone. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. you have people who have Superman symbols on their car for no reason at all. They don't or read or comics, tattooed they don't on have, their bodies yeah. and they've never read a comic. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's true. That's you know, true. you can go at any strip club. You'll find a girl who wears a Superman symbol. It happens. Really? Uh-huh. Baby dolls? Oh, yeah. Granted, I've been to the <laughs> strip club four times in my life and those were all, you know, All the same girls. Bachelor parties, but not the point. <laughs> So, um, this week we wanted to just kind of touch on and talk about Batman at 700, talk about what makes him great, what makes him not so great, what makes him one of these iconic characters of all time. Um, you know, what I find most interesting about Batman, especially if you go in and you start reading the history of how Batman is created, Mm -hmm. especially a few years ago, and I don't remember the website, it might've been dial H for hero or dial, I'm sorry, dial B for blog that covered this, but the revelation that Batman and the Joker and some of the stories were direct lifts of shadow stories. Mm-hmm. And the utility belt idea came from Doc Savage. And all of these pulpy, pulpy characters were used to create the, the Batman character that we know today. Mm-hmm. You know, here the shadow has this cape and can master disguise. Batman has this cape. Shadow introduces this uh, concept of some kind of a batter, you know, batarang gun kind of thing. 
Batman ends up with a Batarang. Uh, those kind of things, I think, are very fascinating when we look at at Batman and people say, oh, wow, he's a great original character. And really, he's not an original character. Yeah. I mean, he's a combination of two or three other characters mashed together and released as this man in tights that I, I wonder if it hadn't have been for Superman, if we would have had yeah. even Batman. I don't think I have ever heard anybody say... Before you saying it right now, Batman is this awesome original character. <laughs> if you if you've ever read the Pulp Adventures of the Black Bat, yeah. If you've ever read the Shadow, if you've ever you know but looked at well, most people, people who the fact though. that his his costume is essentially a color reversed Superman costume. Yeah. There is it, Batman is not original. Batman is Batman is like jazz. Right. Batman takes elements of a lot of different things. And brings it together in a way that had never been seen before. I, well, that's I don't you think and I know that, but if I were to well, ask I my mean, son when he turns yeah. ten, hey, you know what makes Batman great? Oh, he's a great detective. Oh, he's the greatest. Oh, he's a super smart hero. He's the best of them all. And then if I were to tell him, oh, did you know that he's just this character that is a combination of uh, here's Doc Savage, here's the Shadow, here's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Dad, now you've ruined the character, for him. <laughs> right? That kind of thing. Well, that's yeah, what you're going to be about. that. You're going to be that, Dad. He, he is, but he's yeah. not. He just, already is. Yeah, He's not a- just that. Batman is more than the sum of his parts. Right. And I think part of the part of the reason is is that there's this rich glorious tradition. Let's say like the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are awesome, right? There's like T-Rex and he's huge and like the biggest carnivore and he's like ar 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 ar. And there's like all these little dinosaurs and they're like nip, 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 nip. And then they all died off, and the only ones that made it were birds. And right. now we have birds. It's like there's this huge, rich history of pulp. Right. And as they all died off, Batman just sort of picked up all the best things about them, yeah. and he got to move into this next superhero era. Right. right. And be the culmination, like be the Doc Savage, the Shadow, and all those guys for this new generation of yeah. comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is, I mean, that's kind of interesting in those roots and origins. What makes, though, Bat, uh, Matthew, what makes Batman this lasting character? Why has he lasted this long with, and let me phrase this carefully, minimal reboots? I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't seen, <laughs> now listen, 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 listen. We haven't seen Batman's <laughs> story change that much, his, his origin story change <laughs> that much. Now, you're laughing maniacally. But realistically, Batman's parents die. Here's Batman, the bat inspired the Batman. I will fight crime. I will be the Avenger of the Dark. I am Batman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reason why Batman has not rebooted is that Batman is not a specific concept. Batman is a detective who's also a ninja, who's also a two-fisted fighter, who's also the world's greatest lover, who's also this rich guy who knows everything about business, who's also this super genius who spent time in the Orient and learned all of these special techniques. See, the, the reason why Batman has lasted is that Batman, being at the beginning, as most of the guys who were at the beginning in the 30s and the 40s, was everything. And as superheroes and comics have, you know, as they have gone on and as they've continued, it's come to the point where we've specialized. If you look at the Mm X-Men, the all-new, all-different X-Men, you had the strong guy, you had the girl who can manipulate energy, you had the guy who can teleport, which is essentially going really fast from place to place. 
you have all these characters who together pretty much approximate what Superman does all by himself. Mm -hmm. The same is true of Batman coming from that prototypical sludge that was the comics of the 1930s. Batman was designed to be everything to everybody. Right. And I think part of the reason that he has survived is that, you know, in the 1930s, he was this two-fisted Avenger with a gun. And then as the 40s progressed, he became nobler and he sort of was part of that heroic ideal. And in the 50s, you know, when everything was about, you know, to me, the 50s are emblemized by George Reeves as Superman. Right. The father figure, the big brother. Batman became this square-jawed Avenger. He became this, you know, pillar of the community who worked with the police. The 50s, you know, the iconography of the art, anyway, mm-hmm. was about the status quo and Happy protecting and, the goodness yeah. the goodness of America. And, and, you know, everything is about, you know, we have this strong, wonderful thing. And Batman became that for a while. And then as the 60s progressed, he started moving back towards his 30s thing. I mean... They haven't rebooted Batman because Batman has always been in a state of flux. Mm -hmm. At the point that you and I were in college together, Batman had four titles. Right. Detective Comics was detective-oriented stories. Right. And Batman was two-fisted superhero stories. And Legends of the Dark Knight was kind of retro stories filling in the backgrounds. And then there was, you know, The Brave and the Bold was canceled about that time, and that was Batman teaming up with other heroes. Well, they also, Batman I mean, you could say, there was a, would you count Robin as, as a Batman title? Would you count, up to I mean, you're throwing point. outsiders I mean, the in there, most, would you throw Justice League in there? Well, he wasn't in the Justice League at that time. Batman yeah. and the Outsiders was a book that featured Batman right, right. as the leader of a group of superheroes. Right. And it took a different tack, a different angle. Batman is multifaceted. And uh, they haven't rebooted him because it's not so specific. The reason the Legion of Superheroes rebooted is it's a very specific concept. It's the future of whatever's going on now. Mm-hmm. And as what ha- whatever is going on now changes, those futures have become irrelevant, and they've had to try and fix the future to make it more like what we expect the future to be now that the future that we thought we had is actually here. Rod- Rodrigo, kind of the same question i guess why do you think batman has has been so popular all this time um i think he's just you know they you know you you might say that batman is not an original idea but i i think it's actually the fact that it's hard to make someone that is like batman without people going oh that's just batman right right um i i think people they've attempted to make copies of batman they've attempted to leech off of batman and i think it's his weird like very specific mo that is Mm-hmm. Hard to, hard for people to copy without it being Batman, right? You know, like Green Arrow had a sidekick and an Arrow Cave and stuff like that, and they very yeah. quickly moved away from that yeah, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't work, right? Um, you know, there are thirteen thousand Superman clones, right? Because there's something very simple and iconic about Superman, mm-hmm. and strangely enough that works backwards for Batman. It is very difficult to copy Batman because people just look at it and say. Well, that's just Batman. Right. And we've talked about that in many of the trades that we've reviewed where they're taking the tropes uh-huh. of the right. superhero teams. And I'm like, uh, what was the Ravenclaw, Dark Fist Man? Right. I kept going, Batman. He's Batman. He's Batman. And same way with the boys. There's a, you know, uh, there's a Batman character. Same way with, you know, everything that we've done. There is that Batman character. Matthew, what are some other attempts to, cl- Rodrigo said, what uh, cloning Batman 
What are some mm-hmm. of these other attempts that have happened in the past to try and clone a Batman character? Well, they're very short-lived. I think probably the most iconic of them, the most long-lasting, is Moon Knight mm. from Marvel. Okay. A Dark Avenger of the Night. But even then, they've taken the twist of, you know, Moon Knight has additional things. Moon Knight has his Egyptian iconography. And right. Moon Knight has, you know, his multiple personalities. He's basically crazy Batman in a white suit. But if you look at pretty much any super team since probably 1985, there's always a Batman guy. Yeah. Uh, the one that always cracks me up is Eric Larson's Savage Dragon. They have a character called Sergeant Marvel. Mm. Sergeant Marvel doesn't act, doesn't seem like Batman, but you know what he has? What does he have? He has a cowl with pointy ears. Mm-hmm. And every time I see that, I go, Batman. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, it, and and if you look at the original Batman, you know, he had like flatter, bigger ears. Right. Um, yeah. But it's funny that there's like, oh, that is Batman. But they don't actually look like bat ears. They're just kind of yeah. these little pointy horn things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Brian G., we asked some of our listeners to comment about... Uh, uh, Batman and Brian G who also writes for the major spoilers website says I'm fairly new to Batman having jumped on board during hush. What attracted me to the character was his incredible knowledge of everything that happens in his city, how he always finds himself armed to take care of the job. The opening moments of hush when he's boarding Croc's boat, uh, exemplify this, uh, the most as he recognizes, recalls and takes down all of Croc's thugs over the years. I thought that it was just, would just be a natural progression, but he would but he that he would safeguard himself against superpowered threats. Because of that, I really loved the Bat Jerk era. I thought I thought it was honest. The main reason why I love Batman can be subbed up in a sentence I heard once before. When there's danger when there's danger, Superman makes you look to the skies for someone to save you. Batman makes you look inside yourself to save others. Hmm. You know who my favorite Batman type character is? Who's that? Ralph Bakshi did a uh, Mighty Mouse series in the 80s that was a very self-aware, very meta. And they had a character called Bat-Bat. <laughs> nice. And Bat-Bat was a bat who decided to scare criminals by dressing up as a bat. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> also they, what the, the der- Deflator Mouse. Yeah, and, uh, and Bat-Manuel. Yeah, Bat-Manuel. And Beta- Deflator Mouse has the best line ever. When the tick is trying to explain to Barry, the other tick, why he needs to come up with an original name, he's like, a tick is strong and powerful, and Deflator Mouse looks like a deflator. (laughs) Batmanuel, however, is a phenomenal name. Yeah. A phenomenally racist name, (laughs) in a way, but a really phenomenal name. What what makes... And again, this is a varying degrees. What makes Batman an attractive character to to read, uh, do you think? Now, I know you don't read Batman, Rodrigo, but what makes Batman an, an interesting... Why has it been 700 issues or 800 plus issues for the Detective Comics? Why is Batman so month after month uninterrupted for, you know, what has it been, 70 years or whatever? Yeah, well, I, I think... I think uh, Partially, it's what Matthew said, is that each new writer that comes in is able to stretch the Batman in any direction they want, either just as, right. like, the cursing, hit you in the face, and then hit you in the face again guy, or, like, a guy who sits in his cave and is like, hmm, 
I have already solved this crime, but now I will walk you through the paces as to how I did it. Right. You know, both of those guys can be Batman. Yeah. The other thing that is just incredibly attractive about Batman are his perfect is his perfect abdomen. No, um, <laughs> is the fact that he is a dude, presumably, and and I'm sure we'll this is going to spiral into that okay. discussion. All right. But he is a guy. He's just a guy. Manly man. He is just a manly man who hangs out with a guy who can. Um, I think I was actually having this conversation uh, with uh, D&D Brian and Rob the other day. Okay. Um, of, you know, Batman is awesome to, to people because he is a guy who hangs out with, you know, at least in the JLU cartoon, uh, three other guys who could kill you just by looking at you. Right. And they all choose to hang out with Batman, even yeah. though he technically can't. Yeah. Um, so he is a guy who, he is a normal man who walks among gods and people can really relate to that because a lot of people, you know, watch Superman and say, I wish I had Superman powers, but a lot of people watch Batman and say, I could do that. Yeah. Potentially I could be a kick-ass ninja detective lover boy, millionaire playboy. I wish I would have pulled up the information because they actually did a study not too long ago, eh, five years within the last five years that said, what would you have to do? In order to become Batman, Mm -hmm. in order to be, because ideally this is what Batman is. He is an expert in forensics. He's an, he's got expert detective skills. He's Mm -hmm. got high science, math, all these cognitive skills. Um, But then he's also exemplifies the human build. And Mm -hmm. what would you need to do? How many years would it take you to train to be Batman with all the martial arts? He knows all the acrobatics. Could your body withstand a lot of the things that Batman goes through? There was a great Alex Ross uh, image I don't know when, many years ago, of Batman with his shirt off on the back. And you just see his back is all scarred and Mm -hmm. bullet holes and, you know, all these things that have happened to him over the years. And you can see in that one picture the results of of trying to be a real superhero and being a real human is that you are going to be horribly scarred. Mm -hmm. Uh, This tale, and I don't know what website it was. Um, Let me look it up while we're talking. Um, But they, they even went so far as to talk about all the plastic surgery that Bruce Wayne goes through so that his face isn't this pulpy mess right. uh, every time that you see it. So I think that that is, you know, I think that's something that's kind of telling that people could say, you know, I could be Batman. Mm-hmm. And we see that kind of in a, to a point in Kick-Ass where the, the big yeah. daddy is like, well, I can be Batman. I'm going to don this suit, going to shoot people, but, you know, essentially I'm Batman. Yep. And that's something that people could live to. Matthew, what is appealing to Batman to you what is what is appealing and i I, you know again i think the 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 part of batman that's most interesting to me is that flexibility in that very you know the moment where we can make batman whatever you want i think my bat my favorite batman story historically is one from the mid-70s where bruce wayne is a scout master and he's taken a bunch of kids out and they're telling spooky stories around the uh around the campfire and each kid starts talking about what Batman is. And one of them talks about Batman being this great detective. And one of them talks about him being an Avenger of the night. And one talks about him being, you know, this technological wizard and Bruce Wayne leaps out of the night in his Batman costume and goes, maybe Batman looks like this. Yeah. And all the, all the kids are like, Oh, come on, Mr. Wayne, quit fooling around. Right, right, right. And they roll over and go to bed. That story to me explains why Batman lasts. Batman isn't, just the ninja or the playboy or you know 
Batman is all of that. He's all of that and more. So I think Batman's, you know, part of the reason he has become so long lived is because you can take Batman, as we've seen with Elseworlds, you can put Batman damn near anywhere. Yeah, sure. Zorro. And Batman works. Batman works as a detective in, you know, Victorian times fighting the Ripper. Batman works as the son of Frankenstein. Batman works as, you know, the, the last heretic in a world run by the, the English church. Batman works because Batman is about something being wrong and one person responding to that thing being wrong. And how he does it depends on the whim of the writer. I still love the, you know, the big hairy chested 70s love god Batman who fought through Ubu and ended up staying with Ra's al Ghul in the mountains for several months and possibly knocking up his daughter. And yeah. now it's, you know, it's been confirmed. Absolutely knocking up his daughter. And now they have a 12 year old son with a robot spine. Right. But Batman's, I think the, the best explanation that I can give for Batman is he is popular because of the blatant lie that he's just a guy. Yep. Yeah, here's this article. This is from um this is from the Independent. It's scientist professor E Paul Zier of the uh, Kinesiology and Neuroscience at the University of Victoria in British Columbia, Canada. Goes through and says you're going to have to train your brain, a lot of natural mental activity to become the greatest superhero, lots of I have um, brain age Yes. It would take years of dedicated combat and gymnastics training to develop the innate senses of body position and, and uh, movement necessary. You have to train your eyes, uh, exercise that can allow your peripheral vision to be bigger and also to focus your power. Eating lots of bread, Dr. Zier considered Bruce Wayne's activity level and determined that he needs to eat about 4,000 calories a day, mostly carbs, in order to do what he does. Nice. Uh, lots of practice. Um, let's see. It's trying to see if he, he listed. It's not in this summary that I'm reading. Um, he said that you need to buy heavy curtains if you're going to be Batman, because in order to fight crime at night, you need to sleep most of the day in a very dark room. Otherwise, your body clock will be totally screwed up, like having jet lag 24-7. Uh, lots of, of working out. He says that it would take about 20 years of training to accomplish all of this that Bruce Wayne uh, does to make him Batman. And, um, and that basically means that he would only be Batman. Right. He, he wouldn't also have... get to be Bruce Wayne. Right. And it also goes in to say that, you know, th there's the another part of Batman is all of his gadgets that, mm -hmm. you know, there's some technological limitations to gadgets. Now, I'm sure they've invented bat repellent by now that you could just, or I'm sorry, shark repellent that you could just uh, <laughs> spray on a shark if you were ever in trouble. But, you know... If you're going to do it and you're going to be Bruce Wayne's age, which we've determined to be, what, about 35 to 38? Is that what we've kind of come to a conclusion in past discussions? he'd have to be younger than that. Like, he'd have he's to be 35 tops. 30s. Okay, so well, let's say he's in his early, early 30s. 20 years, he would have had to have been training from about the moment that his parents were killed yeah. in order his to be the master. His parents were killed when he was eight. Well, so if he's so 28, still, and if that's when he first started as Batman, yeah, where I mean, he is now, I mean, he would have to have tr started training then. So, in other words... In order for me to become Batman, ain't going to happen. Right. I mean, yeah, I might be able it's to develop. It's already too late. It's already too late. My you son, can never however, be a teenage model. I knew it was a problem when I named my son Jarrell. I really should have named him Bruce. Mm -hmm. So, oh, well. I almost had my wife convinced yeah, Thomas. Yeah, because Thomas Bruce would be makes you manly. 
Yes, I know. Almost had the wife uh, wife convinced that maybe I still do. The next kid middle name will be Thomas mm-hmm. to go along with Jorel for the for nice. the current kid's name. So, yeah, I think it's you know I think though that that romantic notion, romantic in a loosest term, right. of that we could be Batman. You just admit that you're in love with Batman. I'm it's so fine. in love with Batman. We will, we won't judge you here. This is a safe place, Stephen. <laughs> Rodrigo so, and I have been meaning to tell you this. This is a Batman. Likewise, um, what do you hate about Batman? What makes him a character that you just would just as soon do without? This guy is. What I makes hate. this guy such? You just hate his popularity, right, Matthew? Is that it? God, not at all. I think what, the what Batman is deservedly awesome. What do you? What do you hate, hate about Batman? I hate the delusion that fans have about batman batman should be allowed to fail batman is strengthened by failure batman is strengthened by having to think his way out of situations i i I don't like this infallible i'm thinking 16 steps ahead batman it worked when um morrison did it in jla it hasn't always worked since, and it doesn't work in the hands of lesser writers. You know, that's- I hate the fact that people use this this crap argument that I like Batman better because Batman is just a human guy. He's not. You have just as much chance of being Superman as of being Batman because none of us are multi-billionaires. Yeah, that's true. None of us, none of us are people who have access to his resources. The man inherited a mansion. I mean, it is key to the legend that he inherited this mansion with a cave underneath to use as his headquarters. There's, there is nothing that is realistic or more human about Batman because sure. Batman spent 20 years training to be a ninja. Yeah. Batman, you know, Batman trained under guys who flat out don't exist. So I, I don't dislike Batman in the least. There are some incredibly awesome, wonderful, excellent Batman stories. What I dislike is Batman's shorthand. Yeah. You know what else I like? I, I, Women let's say I read a story. Yeah. Will you come in? Let's say you read a story and the story is about there's a villain in Metropolis, right? Mm-hmm. And Superman comes in and punches him really hard. The end. Yes. Superman shorthand. It's right. not, it's not dramatically interesting. Well, it's interesting. So there's a villain, there's a villain in Gotham City and Batman had him figured out 16 steps ahead of the line and let him go and kill people and then, you know, went out to save him to show how awesome he is. What was the, uh, it's, what was the Morrison, what was the Morrison arc in the JLA where he brings down everybody? What was that? Was that Babel? That, that wasn't was Morrison. That was Wade. Oh, Wade that did that. Um, Tower of Babel where where okay. Batman was revealed to have plans, For doomsday everybody. plans, if any of his partners were to go nuts. Well, see, and I think that that was that about the time that everyone saw Batman as this super intelligent person that no one can bring him down, that and everything that happened. That was because, about the last time that that had any gas in the tank of that particular concept. Well, no. because you know what I find interesting is you're talking about some of these stories about Batman getting captured, learning from his mistakes, and quite honestly, I'm thinking back to all the Batman stories that I've read over the 25 years or whatever it's been of reading Batman, um, and I'm thinking of the stories in the 80s and the very early 90s mm-hmm. before the Zero Hour reboot to an extent, 
where at where the beginning of the, of the better, story, Batman has already gotten the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, where he's trapped. He got the, you know, they got the drop on him. Now he has to figure out a way out of his mm-hmm. situation, and he does it. And it's not like, well, good thing I brought my miniature arc welder to weld my way out of this. You know, it's, okay, how am I going to get this? I have to use my super, you know, my super strength to push my way out of this box or I learned this trick from Harry Houdini where I can do this to my body or dislocate Mm -hmm. and oh this is going to hurt as I have to fight somebody and we see Mm -hmm. him using that dead arm as a as a weapon yeah as an asset as an asset and those are kind of the stories that I do like and you're right Matthew maybe we've gotten to this point where too many people see Batman as this all kick ass no one can touch the Batman brought him down in one punch kind of hero that That maybe well, there is a reason. Maybe Morrison. Maybe Morrison did have to destroy Batman in Final Crisis by having him use the gun, deconstruct him with the black hand, yeah. and it, all the reveals, so that as we bring Batman back through the pages of the Return of Bruce Wayne, or maybe we're bringing Bruce Wayne back in the pages of Return of Bruce Wayne, that we're able to construct him and see what makes Batman tick, and hopefully, oh. when Bruce Wayne returns, mm-hmm. he's not infallible. We know who ruined it. Who's that? Frank Miller. Oh, and Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that that still holds as one of my favorite Batman stories of all time. Mm -hmm. Mine too. But here's the thing. Johnny Storm is a great character. Yeah. Johnny Storm is an awesome, interesting character. And one kid sets himself on fire and all of a sudden Johnny Storm can't be in the Fantastic Four cartoon. Right. That is what the Dark Knight Returns is. The Dark Knight Returns is the Human Torch being awesome, and all the crap that we've had to sit through since 1986 (laughs) is kids setting themselves on fire with nobody to stop them from self-immolation. Right. If, you know, David Mazzucchelli, David Mazzucchelli drawing Batman is awesome. Okay? Danny O'Neill writing Batman is awesome. There are ways to do these characters, but there are things that I can't stand. It's in terms of the writing, mm-hmm. anything that too closely emulates that, I can't can't stand. As much as some people like it, hush, yeah, not all that good a story for me. Well, we talked hush, about it. I don't think any of us were too impressed. Yeah, with it's, hush. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, all star Batman and Robin. I, you know, at the beginning, all star Batman and Robin. I was just like. This is complete doo-doo. This mm-hmm. story doesn't... I mean, Frank Miller, what have you done? Uh, already with Dark Knight Returns 2, uh, I w- that put a sour taste in my mouth for Frank yeah. Miller. There was no Frank Dark Knight 2. Whatever it was called, DK2 or whatever it was no, called. No, 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 no. It never happened. There was no DK2. It was <laughs> I've announced. Got the damn it issues. Was read my, my lips. He means, <laughs> he means Donkey Kong it, Country 2 <laughs> is what he means. There was no sequel to The Dark Knight. Stephen, whatever that was, whatever that Frank Miller's return to the Batman universe was that happened to follow the return of the uh, the Dark Knight Returns, um, was really soured me on that. But when All Star Batman and Robin came out, I really hated it until I think about the third issue that was like a year late or something, and I read it and I was like, I see what he's trying to do. Now I get it. And then I reread it and I was like. I, I really, really enjoy this 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 series, and hopefully we'll get yep. to see a conclusion. But Rodrigo, what do you hate about Batman? Um, I'll, I'll pretty much everything. No, Funny, 
you going to tell? There's there's a I lot of there's Batman. a lot of stuff about Batman and Batman comics that I like. Um, but I'll 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 probably say what you thought that Matthew was going to say, which is I actually hate how popular he is. Really? Yeah, actually, like you, I, I used to run. Uh, a vampire LARP, right? Um, and everybody pe- wanted to be Batman. Everybody wanted to be bark. Batman. No way, really? Yes, Let way. Me guess really. they all read Red Rain. Is that what? No, 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 no. Well, it, that's the thing. It's like no matter what we played, they wanted to be Batman. It's like if we played D anD D, they wanted to play a Batman like D anD D character. If oh, we really? played Vampire, they wanted to play a Batman like Vampire. Uh-huh, interesting. You know, no matter what, like if we played, actually, if we played Tune, they probably would all just want to play Batmite, right. but. <laughs> um, so what give me a year what what prompted that do you think that everybody wanted to be it just because batman's so popular well partially because right. most of the people there were nerds okay so they were familiar not just with cartoon batman and movie batman but also with comic book batman okay um it's just you know it's like you can't have a jla story without batman you can't ha- and 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 not even that but just with batman being central to it right um it, it it seems that a lot of the time I'll be reading a story about the JLA or just superheroes in general and all of a sudden Batman comes in mm-hmm. and he saves everyone. Right. It's like he has become this weird deus ex machina mm-hmm. and it's because he's so popular. It's because I, I feel that writers are either basically writing Batman fanfic in which he solves everything or they're so pressured to have Batman be this awesome guy right. that they can't take him out. They can't have somebody just, you know, actually punk out Batman, you know, because it's not people yeah, wouldn't yeah. accept it. Yeah. They would say, no, 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 there's no way. There's no way this guy would take out Batman. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no way that the Flash and Superman together would take out <laughs> Batman. No way. He would be three steps ahead of them and he would show them, uh, pink kryptonite which makes superman shoot lasers so fast that the flash can't dodge him and he would just kill flash and then he'd feel so bad that he'd fly to, back to the remains of krypton that's what would actually happen i i think rodrigo spent too much time thinking about how to take down batman and flash if they ever came out or superman and flash if they ever came after batman i have contingency plans to take down each of you <laughs> um not only that it was it's way cooler than when Batman did it and when the Martian Manhunter did it first, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's part of the that's and that's kind of slightly another thing is that Batman, much like he absorbed the entirety of pulp, yeah. slowly absorbs the abilities of other heroes and yes. the, the niche of other heroes. Yes. yes. Um you know, he's the super detective and the brooding guy. So you can't have another brooding guy in the jail because Batman's right, already that. Right. You can't have another super smart guy because Batman's already that. Yeah. So he's just, he kind of just continues to inflate and eat up to, to the point where you can't have anything except it has to be Batman and Superman because they are both defined by the other guy. Right. What's Superman? Everything that Batman is not. What's Batman? Everything that Superman's not. Yeah. And there's no closer, defin- no clearer definition than that. Brainy Pirate says, I grew up reading mostly the team books, so my experience with Batman was limited to the JLA, the satellite era, and the Brave and the Bold. I was often annoyed by the fact that no matter how the JLA roster rotated from issue to issue, an aspect that I liked, every issue had to have Batman and Superman in it. I began to resent them both for being too important to leave out, and I still think both characters are overused, even though I understand the importance for sales. I don't even like to think about how Bruce is part of some mystical trinity that holds the universe together. Oi. But they're... Uh, omnipresence <laughs> might not have annoyed me so much 
I'm just reading. I might not have annoyed me so much. But their so much if they weren't so far above the rest of the team. And to this day, I do not like that Batman, who is near high infallible and who is overprepared for every possible scenario. Perhaps if Bruce and Clark had been less superior and more in need of the rest of the team in every issue, I'd have appreciated them more. There's no reason why Bruce, Ralph, John, and maybe even Diana or Dinah could not have been equal players in a JLA detective squad. Think how well balanced the LSHS. Uh, think of how well balanced the LSH espionage was. Also, as much as I understand the grief, guilt, obsessed nature of Bruce's psyche, it does get tiring after a while. Honestly, I hope he doesn't return as Batman. I hope he finds a whole new role in the DCU, and I hope his time travels help him become a little bit more lighthearted and well human. Bruce Wayne, super soldier. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Could be, uh, could put him in the head of checkmate or something. You know, we have a couple of other Batman, a couple of other people who have played Batman over the last 70 plus years. Mm-hmm. We've had, of course, times where Superman has disguised himself as Batman to fool, you know, well, I guess right. we really haven't been able Nobody. to fool any of uh, Vicky Vale, maybe. I don't know. Who has Bruce Wayne been in love with? We've had those times where Superman and right. Silver St. Cloud, Julie Robinson. Yeah. Um, uh, Kate, Kathy Kane. And certainly we've had, of course, Alfred dress up occasionally as Batman when we needed a quick look up on the roof. There's Batman kind yeah. of thing. That but, only happened in the television series. <laughs> I think it happened in one other place, too, I want to say. But um, in any case, we've had two other main characters play Batman in the comic books for over a year. The first being uh, Jean-Paul Valet, uh, Asriel, Asbat's mm-hmm. era, as he moved from Asriel into <laughs> Batman during the whole... Uh, during the whole uh, Nightfall saga. Right. What was wrong with that era, Matthew? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to shorten this discussion, and I'm going to tell you what was not wrong with that era. <laughs> okay. Jim Aparo drew some of that. Yeah. Okay. I would Robot agree with you. Batman, dude. Do 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 do. That's all I remember from it. Hated, I was like, all I remember, I remember picking costume. it up and being like, "Oh, awesome! Batman's a robot now." Sweet. I understood the concept of we need a replacement for Batman when he broke his bat mm-hmm. uh, back, um, or when Bane <laughs> broke his bat. You guys, Radiant slips are funny. But you know, once Asriel became Batman, man, I do not remember much about reading any of that series. I think that there were. There was probably a year of Batman that was collected that I was buying every month because of my obsessive compulsive disorder, but I never read them. Mm-hmm. It was not an interesting time in the Batman life. And I think, I don't know, Matthew, would, do you think most comic book readers would like to forget everything about Asriel? No. Or do you think that there's there a lot of good things going on there? I, what Asriel really did more than anything was underline that Bruce Wayne is important to the Batman. Mm-hmm. See, and, and I, I, I dislike this, this current thought process that Batman is the real man and Bruce Wayne is just a face that he puts on. Sure. I'm bothered by this because the, the whole genesis of Batman is that eight year old kid crying in a pool of his mother's blood. That Bruce Wayne, that man, that child is central to what Batman is. And I think that Jean Paul Valley trying to be Batman, having better training, having more skills, having more, you know, more gimmickry, more powers, and still futzing it up as bad as he did, 
You know, what it really did was it underlined that Bruce Wayne is successful not because Bruce Wayne is this awesome, soulless creature of the night, but because Bruce Wayne is that boy kneeling in a pool of his mother's blood. And that that humanizing element is what keeps the Batman from being Bane, Mm -hmm. from, you know, being a psychopath in the streets, from being the Punisher written by Stephen Grant shooting, you know, jaywalkers because they're breaking the laws in his city. Batman has to have that humanizing element and they have they have to accept that Bruce Wayne is part of that even if Bruce Wayne's Bruce Wayne's you know whole bit is supporting Batman in whatever he does as Batman right you have to have Bruce Wayne Rodrigo, did you ever read any of the Azrael Batman stuff? I did. Okay, what did you think? Um, w- did that work not work for you? I see, mean, you said you picked up that issue and thought, oh, wow, Robot Batman. Yeah. See, for me, it's it's weird because my introduction to Batman was the Adam West TV show. Right. So then you go to when I started reading Batman or, you know, just randomly picking up issues, which was around Nightfall, it was just like very weird and dissonant for me mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden batman's basically not, iron man not, yeah okay um so it was all very weird I, I i guess i had a brief moment in which i was like that's not batman largely because my dad peeked over my shoulder and was like that's not batman <laughs> um but uh, you know i didn't in retrospect i don't have a problem with it i think that Batman in particular, like the, the, the Batman mythos has been particularly good about eliminating its own uh, problematic issues. Right. Um, you know, it's like, oh, oh, God, the people aren't liking Azrael. Uh, let's make him a bad Batman instead of right. the awesome guy that we're kind of setting him up to be. Let's right. make him actually bad at this. And then Batman comes back and slaps him in the face and goes like, you were a bad Batman. I'm taking the Batman back. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, God, people aren't <laughs> liking this new Robin. He's a jerkwad let's kill him right and make a big deal out of it and actually give him importance by having him be dead right you know like that was a good idea right um then they brought him back but hey <laughs> that's how it goes right it's a different story that that yeah. that um but, hey yep but uh you know batman has been particularly good about that and particularly good about much like superman saying Batman is Bruce Wayne. Right. You can have other people holding the mantle while Bruce Wayne gets done, you know, convalescing or whatever the crap he's traveling through time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually he's going <laughs> to take back the mantle. Much more than I think every other, you know, just Batman and Superman get to do that. Because, you know, you look at Green Lantern, for everyone who's like, who shouts out to the sky that Hal Jordan is the only true Green Lantern, you'll have somebody uh. be like, you know, it's like, you know what? Everybody knows that Guy Garner is the real true Everybody knows that Guy Garner is the most awesome Green Lantern. And everybody knows that he JLU John Stewart was the best Green Lantern. And you know what? There's even people out there who are like, I'm, you know, who are just big Ganord. <laughs> They're big Ganord fans. And they were upset when Ganord's girlfriend got stuffed in a refrigerator. But, you know, like, I started the, the first actual Green Lantern. I'd read JLA stuff with other Green Lanterns. The first Green Lantern book that I read was the Kyle Rayner origin story. Yeah. And I liked it. <laughs> well, Kyle you know, you, you, we talk about, you know, Bruce Wayne has to be Batman. But we do have Dick Grayson, who grew up. Had a falling out with Batman, wanted to go do his own thing, became Nightwing for years. During Nightfall, he refused to become yeah. Batman. Then, you know, the return of Jason Todd, da, 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 all this craziness. And then after and Nightfall, he, he was Batman he for a became, while. He's Batman, and now he is Batman. Does Dick Grayson work as Batman, Matthew, or is, like Rodrigo say, Bruce Wayne has to be Batman? 
Bruce Wayne does not have to be Batman, but Dick Grayson's success as Batman is always going to be cast in a prism of what would Bruce Wayne do? Right. The, the reason that Morrison makes it work in Batman and Robin, and I think the reason why it works less well under other writers, not mentioning any names called C3PO, um, is that Morrison inverts the concept of the grim Batman and the, you know, the, the bright, happy Robin by having that grim butthead Damien and then having you know, Dick out there smiling and having fun as Batman. Right. right. Hmm. It only works because he's inverted that existing paradigm and goes, this would never happen if Bruce were here. Right. Do you like Dick Grayson as Batman? Oh, yeah. I think Dick Grayson as Batman is good. I, I am sad that Dick Grayson as Batman cannot be as long-term a concept as Wally West as The Flash. Yeah, that's true. Now, I wonder... Do you remember? And again, you're the you're the comic know how guy. Why? Do you know, do you know why it was decided not to let Dick Grayson be Batman during Nightfall, and why they had to create this crazy Azrael character? Is it because they wanted to compete with Marvel as far as a deep, dark, gritty anti-hero Wolverine type, or what? Possible. Dick Grayson was Batman briefly after yeah, like, Nightfall, like two issues or something. The whole Nightfall thing, and I really think that Nightfall was intentionally designed to strengthen Bruce Wayne by giving us a character who was closer to what? Well, let's, uh, I'm going to speak completely, you know, objective or subjectively in what I think I saw. Okay. If you look at John Paul Asbats, yeah, you see, you see a character who looks very, very much like the image style heroes, the cable, the, right, right, you know, the, right. all of those Rob Liefeld characters with the straps and the, and yeah. the claws and the glaven. The extra pointy things. They created Jean Paul Valley to be something that they, th- that, that they saw as being popular, but not good. Mm-hmm. So that they could show how that popular thing that was not good didn't work for Batman. Well, okay. if you put, I can see that from that that point of view. And why, if you why put he Dick in Dick that Grayson costume? That? Yeah. Yeah, you put Dick in that costume and make him a bad Batman. Yeah. Then you've you've shot Dick in the foot. Whereas if you take this new character, who should by all rights be the most awesomest awesome ever, and who should be a better Batman than Batman, who basically can be Batman turned up to eleven <laughs> with claws and 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 things and and glaven then you can show you know traditional batman and you can take that moment and go we can contrast this traditional batman with this i keep using the i word because to me it's still a naughty word image style batman yeah we can take that and we can you know we can compare and contrast and show what it is about batman bruce wayne mm-hmm. that is special that is interesting that is different and that is still relevant, even in the era of, you know, 1993, everybody has claws and angst, and yeah. we're all Wolverine guys. You know, I guess, I guess my concern, I like Dick as Batman, and I don't mind him in that, and I kind of wish that the company would do the whole uh, Bucky Barnes thing and let him be ca- and let him be Bru- uh, Batman for a longer period than what we've had a year and a half or whatever by the time this is all over, two years. Um, but I think except for maybe the stuff that's actually going on in Batman. Uh, you know, I don't know if Dick has actually been able to be Batman because so many of the stories, even the Grant Morrison stuff, is always interrupted by here's this Damien stuff that's going on, here's 
you know, these other characters getting in the way of Dick being able to, to show us what he means to be Batman, as opposed to here I am fighting. I love fighting or, you know, mm-hmm. some object lesson or actual real detective stuff going on. Or it, it just seems like he's a good character, but it's almost like he's I don't want to say he's second fiddle, but it seems like in his own books, he takes a backseat to everybody else, whether it be yeah. a villain, whether it be a love interest, whether it be Damien or not, whoever. Not to mention the active search for Bruce Wayne. Well, like, and see, he, that's still that's even too. in his own book, he takes a backseat to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. See, I don't think that, like, I don't think that Dick Grayson should be Batman, not because Bruce Wayne is the one true Batman. Which I kind of do believe just because Bruce Wayne has inflated along with Batman. Right, right, right. Um, but I think that uh, Dick Grayson should be Nightwing. Yeah. He should be his own man. He should do his own thing. He should be a badass, you know, beat you in the face with a, a Screamer Bar acrobat guy. Right, right. He should be a kind of a, uh, like a Daredevil type guy. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what I like Dick Grayson ass. Um, and when they tried to shove him back into being Batman, it feels empty. It feels hollow because he's not Nightwing. He's not the badass leader yeah. of the Teen Titans. He's the VP who has been deputized to be the leader of the Bat family right. and is not as good as the, you know, completely over the top patriarch that started it all. You know, in the most recent uh, issue of Robin, Robin number 13 that came out, I commented once again that, you know, Timothy Drake has really come a long way as a character. And again, it's a lot of this is all at the whim of the writer, but over the years, he's shown as a character that he could really be a good Batman. Mm-hmm. Matthew, would you want to see Tim Drake as Batman? Or do you think he needs to stay in his role as Red Robin slash Robin, whatever they're going yum? Uh, I don't <laughs> want to see Tim Drake as Batman. How come? Because that would require them to uh, rapidly age him. And then we'd have to admit that he was 15 when he showed up, and now he's 35, and Bruce Wayne is still 34. But also, Tim Drake, in his own way, is a very modern character, and he comes from a very modern setting. And right. he's not going to be less of a Robin than Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's always going to be less of a Robin than Dick Grayson. Because, you know, Robin came from that that time, you know, that great, endless mass where everything just sort of walked out of the ether and went, I'm a new superhero and you can call me Wonder Man. Please don't sue me. Right. You know, that time when Robin was created of the same cloth as Batman and Robin is as expansive a character in his own way. Tim Drake is a Robin. Tim Drake is one of the Robins. But if you walk up to random person X on the street and say, hey, who's Robin? They'll tell you Dick Grayson. Or, 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 they, they, or they might they, not. They They'll just they be like Batman's sidekick and they won't even know his yep. name. Yeah, that's the thing. And they don't even know. The thing about Tim Drake is that Tim Drake is a great character to inhabit the role of Robin or the role of Red Robin, which is basically Robin with uh, yeah, campfire Batman. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum. But it's, I mean, it's, it's not that Tim Drake is an awesome character on his own. You're not going to have the adventures of Tim Drake. And Tim Drake is not going to carry that same emotional heft as Bruce Wayne 20 years down the line, mm-hmm. unless he does. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's a little more difficult to look at. I think that Tim Drake, as a character, has more flaws. He has more of a realistic bent, right? more of a realistic portrayal. And Bruce Wayne doesn't. And, you know, Dick Grayson, to some degree, doesn't. And I think because of that and because of their notability over the decades, Tim Drake will always be somebody who was Robin after Dick Grayson. 
Same question, Rodrigo. Do you think? I mean, do you have you read much of Tim Drake as I've read as some Red Robin or anything? Um, I you know again I like Tim Drake. I like his. I like him as Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I forget where it was from. Like the best quote about Tim Drake that I've read was from Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. and just sort of saying like that he basically fell into being robin Mm -hmm. grayson did but Mm -hmm. tim drake wanted to be robin he wants to be there he wants to be batman's kick-ass sidekick and you know the acrobat detective whereas dick grayson just kind of fell into it got into it and it's kind of that eldest son that is trying to live up to his father's thing whereas the youngest son is just kind of doing his thing and just whatever he because he wants to and he's just out there doing it yeah um and I wish, you know, may, they'll bring Batman back and he'll be Bruce Wayne. Right. And he should just have his Robin, Tr- Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dick Grayson can go be Nightwing. And that's, I guess, kind of what I want, to, you know, just to get back to that and write some cool detective stories about Batman where Superman is not involved. <laughs> um, and just let Batman be Batman, I, you know, Tim Drake be Robin and everything. That's what like I commented that. on the, on the most recent Robin review that I wrote is that I like Tim Drake in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Because he feels like that's where he's doing his work. When you put him in a, in a setting outside of Gotham, the character kind of falls apart. Well, and the same way with Batman. Yes. I mean, you put him on a satellite in space, fighting aliens on another planet, and then all of a sudden it's like, where's the grim, dirty detective mm-hmm. that you know is going to bring the the fear to to the criminals of the street? And I'm Batman in space. And that's why Batman's gotten so crazy. That's why he's time traveling now. Right. That's why mm-hmm. he became that guy that could just solve a problem in three seconds mm-hmm. because he had to hang out with Superman. Yeah. Because there is no reason for a normal guy to be up in the satellite. Right. You know, if they hadn't done that to him, if he hadn't turned into this basically super smart guy, like literally like super powered smart guy. Yeah. Um, with all these gadgets that basically give him superpowers, he would be the Widwicky kids. He would yeah, be yeah, the yeah. kid sidekick to the Transformers. Right, who, right. You know, mm-hmm. eventually has to have a power suit, otherwise he can't come, you know, and help them out. Yeah. So, real quickly, major spoilers, poll of the weekend, what is your favorite Bat-villain? Because one of the things that you can't really have a Batman without somebody for him to fight mm-hmm. or put up his mind against. You got a favorite villain, Rodrigo? Um... Do I have a favorite Batman villain? Yeah. It's it's hard. I like um I guess I like Catwoman because she's one of the few that's not a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Like she's got her own thing going. She's sassy and independent, mm-hmm. like a cat. <laughs> um and she's like a boss. She's, oh, she, <laughs> that's right. She and she's kind of and she's a thief. Like, as a villain, I like her as a thief. Right. Who doesn't go around murdering people, who doesn't right. do all that stuff. So it 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 creates a different dynamic because the Joker, Batman, just goes in and bits the shit out of. Right. The Mad Hatter, same thing. Right. The Riddler, same thing. All these guys are crazy. Um, I do like those guys more than the weird super-powered category of Batman villains like Killer Croc and the right. Man Bat and Clayface and all those guys. Yeah, right. Because I think those are the guys that start to, like, fray at the seams of, like... Why is this happening? And if Batman can take those guys down and he uses Mr. Freeze's gun to take that down, why doesn't he just copy the technology, become Freeze Batman, and just use that Freeze gun, which is highly effective against all his villains? It's kind of like that weird thing where, like, that one, uh, like, alternate reality thing where Spider Man just, like, steals Dr. Octopus's tentacles and he's just, like, a 
crazy guy using his tentacles because it totally works. Why right, right. wouldn't he just use that? Right, right, right. Matthew, same question. I think my favorite Batman villain, you've never heard of him. The Tin-Eyed Man. The, the Wrath. Okay. Is that? No. I'm Okay, I'm thinking. On the else. night that Thomas and Martha Wayne were murdered. I've heard of that. In Crime Alley, in a scummy part of the city, a pair of criminals came home to their child and were killed by then Lieutenant James Gordon mm. in front of the in front of I their think son. I have seen yeah. that story. And the wrath grew up to be the anti-Batman. Hate, he basically fought against Jim Gordon specifically and the Gotham PD as a villain and yes. carried a gun, carried the gun that Gordon used to kill his parents as his primary sidearm. Yeah, it came out in Batman Special Number 1, 1984. Yeah, right about the time when I was reading comics and everything was new and different and awesome and stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Wrath has always stuck in my head as the most amazing character because, and this is ironic oh, now, okay. given how much I hate the Dark Mirror, but he was. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. The first Dark Mirror character that I ever read. And it was fascinating to me to see it done in such a fascinating manner. And let's say how many times I could say fascinating while I'm fascinating myself with this fascinating sentence. But it was, I mean, it was really well done. And it was a moment where you're reading that and going, why didn't somebody come up with this earlier? But it's an awesome concept. And then I realized as I got older that, you know, they were going to do this for every character ever. And eventually we were going to need a dark mirror of Wolverine, which is stupid because the dark wolverine should be you know light the dark wolverine should be a girl in a school girl outfit picking flowers on a saturday afternoon did you guys ever read that issue of spawn where he fights the anti-spawn and it's like a heavenly spawn with like um he's like purple he looks like a weird purple crusader guy oh no it's awesome you know there was a for those of you that uh for somehow like batman confidential (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and are not upset that they canceled the Legends of the Dark Knight. Uh, you might want to check out Batman Confidential number thirteen, which features a second uh, Wraith character, Wrath character, Wrath. who this is years later is a sequel to the original Wrath character's uh, creation. Was out for Batman himself? Well, no, is out after after uh, law enforcement, um. and he tells Batman when he's captured that you need to investigate Jim Gordon and find out that he's not the cool cop that he is. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, Wrath. So I, myself, I'm going to go with Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. I think he's a perfect kind of antithesis of what Batman is. He's mm-hmm. incredibly smart because of his long life, exceptionally trained, but has amassed a great amount of wealth, but decides that his way of taking over is not, <laughs> I'm going to crack in and steal the jewels. It's going right. to be, I want to wipe out one-fourth of the population on Earth because we're killing the planet. Yep. And that's his, more or less, and that's where um, the Bat Guano um, uh, series happened uh, in Cataclysm and right before Cataclysm. Um, Survival of the fittest. Yes, where it was. I am as high above mutants as they are. I'm going to create a virus to wipe out, you know, most of the planet so that, you know, the smaller pockets can be easier easier to control. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Batman goes in and fights him. And, of course, Raish has a hot daughter that may or may not have been the born the child of batman and so on and so forth that's that's who my character is mm. uh, that's who i like um before we get out of here you know there's one more character that i forgot that is has played batman batman beyond 
How could we forget that character? And and that to me played by the big brother from Boy Meets World. To me, that that there was that episode of JLU where they actually jumped to the future and stuff like that. And you know, it was kind of like this nice tying over of Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. And to a large degree, it really irritated me. Really? Because it features Amanda Waller coming out and saying you were a fantastic Batman, Terry yeah, McGinnis, that's but you problem. were never as good as the real Batman, which is what every guy who's ever Batman gets their finger pointed at and them the, and says. The only problem about the Terry Sometimes McGinnis, by Batman himself. Azrael, you were not as good a Batman as me, Batman. The bad thing about that, the good thing about that is that that episode tied up the entire yeah. JLU or the animated series universe for DC. Yeah. But the problem was that it comes to find out that Amanda Waller, it's discovered that Terry is, or Bruce Wayne is Terry's father. Right. And to me, that kind of ruined it kind of right there. That was the only problem. But, you know, in the most recent Superman Batman annual, there is the kickoff of Batman Beyond for this new six-issue limited series that's coming out, I think, next month or in a couple of weeks or whenever it is. Nice. And I know that that, uh, Brian Greene reviewed that on the site, and I don't think he had a super high liking to it, Mm -hmm. but I really liked it. There are some good moments in that in that book that make you go, wait a minute, when was Superman captured and, and turned into a Starro in the future? Was that in the TV series? Was that in a Batman Beyond book? Where did that happen? Mm-hmm. It makes me want to go back and see if they've had put those events in place, and this is a referring back to a previous uh, issue or an annual or something that happened, or if this is something that they're dropping in as things that we might look at to the future. It's a great Superman wrap-up story. For the life of Superman, because at the end of that book, Superman flies off and says, you know, I want to go and experience the rest of the universe before I die, because I am going to die eventually. Mm -hmm. And the closing bullet or the closing caption for that was he flew off and lived happily ever after the end. And so it was like really kind of a cool Superman story in that as well. But yeah, Terry McGinnis, Matthew, what do you think of of Terry McGinnis as, as the future Batman? I like the big brother from Boy Meets World as future Batman. <laughs> love that suit. Love the wings. I like the whole concept. He's got a hot So Asian much girlfriend. so that I think you could steal it and you could make a really good book out of it. But I'm sure you could. I think that the, the, the thing about Batman Beyond is that it underlines the main problem with Batman. Which is? Batman is timeless. Yes. And a 70-year-old Bruce Wayne bugs people. Yeah, <laughs> people who people who love Batman were like, I don't like that series because oh, Batman man, doesn't get old. I love that I, I, cranky I old Bruce Wayne because because it it, it was kind of real. It's yeah, like yeah. Batman kind of folds in on himself and becomes this nasty old man. You kids get off my Batcopter. That's right. <laughs> so okay, so Matthew, you kind of bring it up. Batman is timeless, and this is the last question, and we will get out of here. I promise. Lies. Will Batman see? the Batman comic itself, or will Batman see another 35 years or another 700 issues? Matthew. Yes. Matthew. Absolutely. Batman is more than just a character. Batman is intellectual property of the highest order. <laughs> Batman is the cornerstone of every dollar that Warner Brothers makes off of DC Comics. It's a, it, you know, you're like, I didn't like the Trinity. I don't like the Trinity either, but here's the real steel deal. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman bring in the dollars. They bring in the money. Even if comics go by the wayside. You remember what happened in the, about 1949, superheroes went, 
Yeah. To, for like five years, the superheroes just didn't sell. But you know who did? Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and, oddly enough, Johnny Quick. <laughs> I don't know why Johnny, Johnny Quick. Quick was just in there. I like but Johnny Quick. those characters continued to sell when superheroes didn't sell. Why, you ask? Why, thank you, imaginary reader. And <laughs> I love your haircut. Um, it, they lasted because, specifically because they are malleable. They are characters that have that broad base. And I think that 35 years from now, even if comic books don't exist, there will be some sort of Batman. There will be some sort of serialized adventures of the Batman, whether it's a webcomic, whether you download it into your head, whether you get a chip at the end of the month and it's like, here's this month's issues of Batman. It's really, really awful. Uh, the classic Grant Morrison run from 30 years ago <laughs> really gave us the, the, the only <laughs> the quintessential Batman. Yes. <laughs> The, uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you want Batman to survive, stop talking about the one true Batman and just enjoy the stories or don't enjoy the stories and don't pay for the stories that they tell. But, yes, Batman will survive because he's smarter than all of us. And given 15 <laughs> minutes to prepare, he can even outsmart death and his own colon. <laughs> you could poison Batman and he would teach his stomach not to uptake the poisons from the inhibitors because he was taught by a ninja. <laughs> Rodrigo, are we going to see Batman? I, I think we are. And I think 14 his, uh, 1400 issues. I think that Batman will probably survive whatever happens next. Whatever movie, however movies change, whatever comics go into the rise and fall of the comic shop, whatever. I, Batman will survive it because he is so malleable. And as far as I'm concerned, there's been three major Batman stages. There's right. like when he was originally created, the Adam West Batman. Right. And then the Batman after that. The Dark and and everything else is just kind of this continuum of that third iteration okay. of Batman. All right. So Batman will either continue, that last iteration will continue to morph to kind of mirror whatever fears we all have right. about about the the current criminal situation, or we will get a brand new, all new, all different Batman because they will say we want to do. Everybody's into space again. All of a sudden, let's do a space thing, Batman in space, <laughs> and we will have space Batman in space Batman. exactly. And and they will say people will say like, huh? I remember. You know, 30 years ago as a kid reading about Batman, I'm going to read this Batman story and I'm going to show it to my kids because they're for, into space for some reason right, and right, I want right. them to be into Batman. All right. All right. Cool. I hope he does Bad last space. for, uh, I hope we hit uh, Batman 10,000 or 1 million in a million years. But yep. until then, we're going to wrap it up this week and see where Batman goes in the future. Thank you so much for being part of the Major Spoilers experience and visiting the website and all of our other shows, including Critical Hit, a Major Spoilers Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're going to be back on Tuesday to talk Atomic Robo, the shadow from beyond space and time and all things Cthulhu. We shouldn't mention his name. Until then, thanks everybody. We love you too. Bye. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards I suppose I could still read the evens and the ons Well I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through
Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East With a king sign throwing soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers Podcast Copyright 2019